Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, from the Star Rental Sports Desk, your 93.3 KJRFM Sports Headlines. Ah, boys and girls, here we go. Headlines on a Wednesday afternoon brought to you, of course, by our friends at VenueKings.com. Woke up this morning ready to transact. You're looking for tickets for opening day, huh? Well, Venue Kings has got your tickets sold out of the box office, but not at VenueKings.com. Be sure and use code Sophie at checkout for a little discount. NHL, Maddie Beneers making his debut with a Kraken last night. The boys blow a 3-1 lead after two and lose 5-3. Tonight's game at Winnipeg, in case you don't know, has been postponed due to snow in Winnipeg. Those Canadians, they can't handle snow. No. Been rescheduled for May the 1st at 11 o'clock in the morning. That's a Sunday, which means the next game is Saturday at home against the New Jersey Devils. Albert Pujols hit his first home run in over a decade with the St. Louis Cardinals. Really? Yesterday. You don't say. Wow. And it was a 680th in Major League Baseball in the Cardinals' 6-5 win over KC. So he's 20 home runs away from 700, yet that? nobody's even talking about it. It's unbelievable. They will. They've ruined he the game. He gets close. They've ruined the sport. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, NCAA basketball, Armando Baycott going back to North Carolina. And JT Daniels, the former USC Georgia quarterback, is going to transfer to West Virginia. Got any interest in Desmond Ritter? Yeah. He was yes. meeting with the Seahawks yeah. today. He is a projected second-round pick, the quarterback from Cincinnati. His offensive coordinator was on the show on Friday. Mike Denbrock. Yeah, you right. weren't here because you were on vacation. All that's happened since you've been gone. Since you've been gone. All right, let's talk some NBA playoffs right now. Minnesota getting a big win last night. They make the playoffs for just the second time since 2004. And, man, the guys on inside the NBA were a little rough on the T-Wolf faithful last night. That is one festive joint up there right now. <laughs> tell you that right now. But I miss. I, I miss. I've been a version of them players. We are the champions. We need one shot in the moment. Damn. Yo, if their coach takes off his shirt in the locker room, they throw water on him. Hey, man, I want to. They do a little too much. Hey, this, 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 this. That's exciting. Right, Kyle. We are the champions. Yo, you got guys crying. Hey, hey, I want to thank you guys for another great year. Can we just get it? We got all the highlights. We got you covered. Uh, it's the play-in, folks. <laughs> no, it's back. the championship. See <laughs> y'all next year. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go. Now, I, I love Ernie's line. That was the quickest championship playoffs we've ever had. Oh, man. <laughs> All those guys are busting their chops. My God, what in the world? Justin Gard, K-Fan Radio in Minneapolis. He's not having it. He's pissed. He's like, man, we're trying to be in a good mood, and you guys are pooping on the parade. What's up with those guys at TNT, man? I'll tell you, I loved that, actually. I loved it. And and you hit it, Dick. The funniest one is Ernie. Ernie never takes a side on anything, and Ernie's piling yep. on. Like, it's usually the other three, so... You know that you crossed the line, but yeah, I thought that was hysterical. I thought it was funny. We played one shining moment, second segment of the show today. We played We Are the Champions. Like, there you go. Uh, I, I will definitely lean into it. We were actually more annoyed, uh, if I say we, I mean like the, the Wolves collective. The fans of Wolves were actually more annoyed with some local guys that weren't, like the TNT guys were just having fun with it, obviously, because they're they're thinking, you know, we've got like two more months of this and these dudes are going crazy. They're thinking we got to be in the studio every night till two in the morning and uh, th- I don't know if we can sustain this pace of yeah. uh, passion yeah. that Patrick Beverly's done. So I don't blame the TNT guys. I mean, that is them. It was it was hilarious. It was great. Um, fans in general here were more annoyed with some local people that were actually like more like mean spirited about it. Like, what did you accomplish? This mm. is stupid. You mm. didn't win anything. It's like, yeah. Anybody been around? You yeah. know, we had, you know the last time the Timberwolves you know won a playoff series, I had three earrings, um, wow. which was a long wow. time ago. Yeah. 
Regrettable time. Well, Regrettable time well, in my life. Yeah, well, screw those guys. Three and a half minutes. Here we go. Gary, what do you got? 31 to 20. Screw them. Screw those people. I mean, have fun with this thing. I mean, again, it's the first time since uh, 2004, or the second time since 2004, but, you know, it was, it, it was fun to see the atmosphere last night, and now the question is, Threefold, can they make a run? What's Patrick Beverly so pissed off, uh, off about? Which we'll, we got a clip here in a second for you. And then what's with the chick yep. that glued her hand to the floor last night? Man, that's a that is a tough one. Um, let me start with I'll start with the last one. Uh, glue gal. I don't know if you guys know, but there's a uh, there's a famous Minnesota. We're not known for much besides being cold, but we're very proud of our juicy Lucy hamburgers. Have you ever heard about juicy Lucy hamburgers, where the cheese is basically grilled right into the middle? We've got like four places here that basically, um, basically compete to have the best juicy Lucy. Carlos Correa, when the Twins signed him, said, "I can't wait to have juicy Lucys." Uh, this gal is being called Glucy Lucy. Um, we've uh, got her being Glucy Lucy. She was protesting something that. Uh, Timberwolves owner Glenn Taylor did with one of the, the farms that he owns with some chickens or something, glues her hand. Uh, good job by security to get her out there. And, of course, Pat Bev was right in the middle of that. So we don't know what's going on with Lucy Lucy. Um, she was quickly escorted out of there. Um, in terms of Pat Bev, he's just mad because the Clippers didn't want to pay him um, what he thought he was worth. So he asked them to trade him, and he let everybody know about it. And he is, he is insane, right? He is insane. He is crazy. If he's on your team, you like him. If he's not, you're bugged by him. And even last night, he hurt him. He got a technical foul needlessly. He's always at that line where he's helping you until he's hurting you. But the fans here love him. I mean, he, he's helped improve this team dramatically. He, he basically is doing what Jimmy Butler was brought here to do, but he's nicer about it. He's not a complete jackass about it. He gives you some edge. He uh, pushes you in the right way. And I'm talking about guys like Towns, guys like D'Lo. Ant really doesn't need to be pushed. He's pretty motivated. But so that's, that was what Bev was mad about. That game meant a lot to him. Obviously, he was crying, as was noted in the, uh, in the TNT postgame. So it was, uh, it was uh, just, you know, that's Pat Bev. Uh, in terms of can they make a run, that's why last night was so important. They split with Memphis in the regular season. They had no chance against Phoenix, like I think uh, most teams. I think Phoenix is the best team in the West. So everybody kind of knew it was at stake last night that, you know, even if you make the playoffs as an eight seed, it's going to be a short trip. I wouldn't pick them to beat the Grizzlies, but I think now at least you can get into a series. You can invest. You can maybe surprise some people and, and hopefully have a little bit of a longer stay. So that's also why the celebration was so crazy because everybody knew what was at stake last night uh, between the seven and the eight seed and what that could possibly mean moving forward. Well, here's the postgame audio of uh, P. Bev, uh, a little fired up. Yeah. Weak ass Clippers. Yeah. Beat they motherfucking yeah. ass. Yeah. out of here. Yeah. out of here. So Justin, do wow. they do they stick Beverly on John Morant, or uh, or do you or do you just go some other direction there? No, I think you, you definitely start with Bev. And the the cool thing about the Wolves team this year, and I think we even saw this last night because Towns was so terrible. They actually you know have a, a pretty decent bench of young guys, including Jaden McDaniels, um, who have really been instrumental in why they went from 23 wins to 46 wins. And uh, Morant's only averaged like 20 against the Wolves this year, which is interesting. Haven't done a complete deep dive on how that happened or why that happened, but I assume a lot of it is Patrick Beverly. I would think they're going to they're gonna throw everything they have at him. They're going to you know put him with Bev, who's, who's you know a bulldog. Then they're probably going to go length. Then they're probably going to try to double him. Like He's obviously the A topic when it comes to the Grizzlies, but – um, it's going to be fun. These two teams have a cool little rivalry here because they're both young teams. They both have a lot of energy, and they both have guys that are crazy. We had a we had Mitch Lawrence on from SiriusXM NBA Radio, who uh, my host Dan is known forever, and he said Memphis guys are crazy, just like the Wolves guys are crazy. So wow. there's going to be a lot of um, there's going to be a lot of energy. There's going to be a lot of extracurriculars, and and I think both teams kind of enjoy playing against each other. So. Should be a fun series. Well, uh, apparently everybody's crazy out there in Minneapolis. Uh, Justin Gard with us from KFan. Uh, can you go back to Glenn Taylor and the chickens for a quick second? So the chickens that he had to put down, was that because of the bird flu or because the guy's just a jerk to chickens? Well, the story is, that's what the, what's interesting about the protest. It's because <laughs> of the bird flu, apparently. And so it's like, well, what are, what are we supposed to do here? Right. We're just coming out of a pandemic. I mean, it's better safe than sorry with the chickens, if you ask me. I don't know. I mean... Uh, I'm not a great, not a great chicken mind and what the bird flu could possibly mean, but that's the, that was the allegation from the protester. And truthfully, remember a couple of years ago, I don't know if you guys remember this. We had some protesters that snuck into us bank stadium where the Vikings play and hung from the Raptors for basically the whole second half. 
much more effective protest Jesus. than what the uh, what, what is with Lucy you Lucy people? What is with you people out there? I mean, your brains, <laughs> know, your brains freeze. You get bored. Uh, you know, you're getting locked up in those shanties for six months out of the year. Hell's I wrong with you? I'd love to explain it. I, I wish I could. I wish I could give a good explanation for it. But just know that the natives here were as amused by it as everybody else. Is a star being born in Anthony Edwards? Yes. He's tremendous. And what's interesting is... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When he was, when the Wolves got the number one pick, we, people weren't really sure there was a consensus number one. Obviously, LaMelo Ball is terrific too. And I think, you know, he's going to have an unbelievable career. But in terms of this team, this fit, like just this town, this city, like he's just a wonderful kid to watch. And I, you know, I've been going to Target Center since I was seven, you know, basically 32 years. And there's not many guys where, like, they anticipate what he's going to do. I mean, the town absolutely loves him. Uh, when he gets the ball and he's just kind of staring somebody down, there is an anticipation that builds in the arena. And he's one of those guys that just seems like he does love the moment. I mean, he's 20 years old, and he's going toe-to-toe with Paul George last night. And, you know, everybody's probably going to talk about the dunk that he had to put him up by four. But, truthfully, the step-back three from the left wing that he had, I thought was even more cold-blooded with Paul George guarding him. Um, he's unbelievable dealt with a knee thing for like the last couple of months. So he, his play did dip there and that's concerning that it's kind of like a tendonitis thing. So hopefully long-term that's nothing, but he's absolutely um, a wonderful player. Um, obviously a wonderful quote, got a great personality, which we all love obviously in radio. And he's, he's definitely got a, a faction of fans here that think, if it hasn't already happened or if it won't this season, like it will become his team as opposed to maybe Carl Anthony Towns team, which yeah, is yeah. crazy to say that it's happened in that year, but he really could be that impactful. He's unbelievable. All right. I'm just waiting for some fan to rubber cement their ass to the court uh, during the Grizzlies series. So <laughs> we'll keep an eye on that bad boy. Hey man, great stuff. Enjoy it. Have fun and screw those guys over on TNT. Enjoy this man. All right. That's right. That's right. I, hey, we're going to enjoy it. It doesn't happen very often. Yes. Um, somebody described it as, it's like uh, Minnesota. We've been living in prohibition, and we all just found the bootlegger. So we're all just gonna we're all fired up there about that. Go. I thought that was pretty apt because we have no success around here, as you guys know. Yeah, it's like a fat guy finding a donut. Man, have at it. All right, dude. We'll talk down the road. Thanks, buddy. Yep, anytime. See you, you bet, Justin Guard from KFAN. And you know, it's funny. I was thinking about that because you and I were talking. I can't remember if it was on the air, off the air now about the perspective uh, when you don't win for so long right. and how, like, and you mentioned the Angels series and I mentioned the Yankees series, but whatever. You know, it's like it's been so damn long since the Mariners have made the playoffs that we are going to have the same reaction when that happens that we had in '95 when they beat the Angels. Yeah. And we went nuts. Yeah. Right? Because here we are 20. A new generation of fans that right. have never seen it. 27 years later, we're going to have the same stupid reaction. Anders that we has had. never seen a damn playoff Jackson's game. Jackson's never seen it either. He was like four for crying out loud, right? I mean, it's unbelievable. So when the Mariners make the playoffs, let's say they win game 162 and people go nuts and you got the guys on the MLB network are busting our balls for throwing too big of yeah. a party. I mean, that could happen. Right, but when you get used to it, it's not that big a deal. But I, I don't blame the fans last night for going crazy at all. Well, and and they've got a team too that should be good for a long time. And in a in an era now where the Western Conference has got some good teams, yeah, it's opened even up a some bit. really good teams, yeah. but no elite teams. Right, and so the Minnesotas of the world can absolutely go from forty six and thirty six this year to like. 55 plus next year and be a top three seed and potentially be a team that could make the NBA finals in a year. Yeah. Golden state. I still think has that ability to play like an elite basketball team. I do too. Um, Phoenix is the closest thing this year, but they're not unbeatable. I mean, there's no elite team in the NBA right now. And the thing with Memphis, I mean, Memphis finished 30 games over 500, but we've seen year after year after year in the NBA, You've got to prove yourself in the playoffs. You don't go from not making the playoffs 
to the NBA Finals. I mean, it just doesn't. You gotta, you gotta lose in the second round, then you gotta lose in the third round, then you gotta lose in the finals. You've got it. Like Milwaukee's a perfect example of that. They just kind of worked their way yep. up over the last two or three years until they finally won it. And I think Phoenix is that team that was able to get close yeah. and not win it last year. And you know, Golden State's the wild card because we didn't even see them in the playoffs last year because of steps because everybody was injured. I just think think about how terrible you have to be to not make the play-in game. Right? I mean, you've got 20 well, yeah. of 30 teams. Five teams in each conference don't even make the play-in game. So, and the and- freaking L.A. Lakers with Russell Westbrook and LeBron James, and I realize Anthony Davis was banged up, but even LeBron on his own should have been enough to at least make the stinking play-in game for crying out loud. So I'm not – I don't have any problem with Frank Vogel getting fired, and, you know, I'm not sure how much, you know, uh, credit you give him anyway for winning the bubble championship. But, dude, I mean, if you're not making the playoffs in the NBA or at least making the not making the play-in game, you should be fired unless you're in a total rebuild. Well, especially in the West now because the NBA has shifted. I think we all remember the, the decade-plus – where there were like 10 or 11 awesome teams in the West and not even enough in the East to field a playoff bracket, it's flipped. Here's the case in point. Atlanta's the 9 seed. Charlotte's the 10 seed. They're playing right now. They're 43 and 39. Yeah. Those yeah. are playoff caliber records. How about the 9-10 game in the West? 36 and 46 versus 34 and 48. The yep. Spurs are yep. 14 games under 500 and are in the play-in game. Right. Well, because again, there's 10 teams that make it. So by default, you're likely going to have a team that's under 500 in one of those conferences. In one of the conferences yes. that will be in the play-in yes. game. And if you can't make the play-in game, then my God, it's just you know, it's kind of watered down the regular season for me. I got to be totally honest with, with you. you. I think a lot of guys, you know, this load management nonsense. And I think I think you know. Like, I, I get it from a player perspective, but if load management for superstar players is really a thing that needs to be done, then shorten the damn regular season. Absolutely. Just shorten it and freaking be done with it. Because I'm gonna, I, I tell you what, when the Sonics come back, and they will come back one day, and you know, let's say you buy tickets to watch Giannis play his one game in Seattle, right? And he doesn't play because the guy yep. is on. You're pissed. Absolutely. And those games typically cost more. The franchises charge their fans more for games like that. They don't charge you less. They don't charge the same. They charge you more. So I think the fans kind of get screwed for sure. And I also get the feeling that even a team like Brooklyn that went through all the Kyrie crap and traded James Harden, Kevin Durant has been just sitting around twiddling his thumbs, waiting for April for the NBA playoffs to begin. Does it really matter what seed you are anymore? Not anymore. Not anymore because these these teams, Milwaukee's a perfect example last year. They were the three seed and won the championship. They didn't have home court advantage throughout the Eastern Conference playoffs. It's very different than it is in football where you're really trying to win every single game you play because there's only 17 of them. But uh, I'm with you. The season's way too long. As much as I love basketball, Mm -hmm. I only pay cursory attention to the NBA regular season. Now, I'm in. Yeah. I, I, I'm fun. in every from, night. for every night. Yep, for I'm two in, months. and within the next couple weeks, I'll be able to really talk more educatedly about these teams than I would, would be able to right now. Well, what I would do if I were the NBA, you, you, your idea has been started on Christmas. Mm-hmm. I would still start it when they start it in November. Just I would just less I games. would just play less yeah. games. Exactly. I would play... 65 whatever games over the same six month time frame. But, you know, don't don't have three games a week. Don't have back-to-backs as often. Give these guys the break that they need so there's better quality of basketball. Make the games more of a novelty. It'll help everybody. I would do the same thing with baseball. I would trim down the games but still play them over a six-month period. Well, you've got some really intriguing first-round matchups headlined by the rematch of last year's 2-7 game, Boston and Brooklyn. I mean, those are two teams that could win the championship, and they're playing in the first round of the playoffs because – Brooklyn was a mess all year and decided to get the seventh seed, but they're talented enough to win the whole championship, and it's a rematch of last year where the teams were flipped. Boston was the seven last year, and Brooklyn was the two last year. All right, well, let's just have you watch some basketball so you can give us a more educated take than what you gave us the last five minutes. What it was kind of, you know. (laughs) I I, I know you can do better. So we'll talk about what's happening with the Mariners. It doesn't look like, as of right now, the Mariners are going to play tonight in Chicago, which is another idiotic, stupid-ass thing. And I realize 
realize that the season got pushed back because of the lockout and all that uh-huh. stuff, but we're talking about road games in Chicago and Minnesota in the first week and a half of yep. April. Yep. Every It's a huge pet peeve of mine. Cleveland, Every Cincinnati. single brand-new baseball stadium should come with a retractable yep. roof. And you know what people say in Minnesota? Well, the footprint wasn't big enough. Then find a bigger footprint. It's insane that these games get called off. And this is another example, I'm telling you, man, of how baseball is great at one thing, and it's pissing off their own fan base. The footprint wasn't big enough for a roof? Uh, well, because you think about like T-Mobile Park, yeah. where the roof is sitting, right, and you have to have that extra space in the back of the stadium right. for you know, the wheels and the track and all that crap. Apparently, it wasn't big enough. That's what they say. Hey, look, I'm just telling you what they told me. Well, I got no second. idea. Doesn't they said the footprint in okay. where they built Target Field was not big enough to include a roof. Well, I know that the Mercedes-Benz dome there in Atlanta, mm-hmm. they've got that roof that opens up in, in, the in, middle. in like a right. diamond in the middle. Yeah, yeah. You well, know, how about a little technology, I mean, Minneapolis? I, I don't know. Maybe they just wanted a whole roof that could they could take on and off and slide it on and off. Like, don't yell at me. I'm just telling <laughs> you what they said. They said it wasn't big enough. But the fact that they're sitting here again and have another game postponed due to rain, they haven't even played six games yet. And they already got two games that are getting pushed back. 520 on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage and the 2022 NFL draft in crystal clear stereo. Sports Radio 93.3 KJR-FM. Now back to Softy and Dick. All right, JT the Brick. Remember him? He'll join us at 6 p.m. tonight. He is uh, living in Vegas uh, doing some stuff with the Raiders, and he'll join us at 6 o'clock and talk about Derek Carr getting, on average, $40.5 million, almost. 41 yards! But Florio was with us earlier and said it's written up so the Raiders can get out of it early if Carr stinks in year number one, but... Man, did you ever think you'd see Derek Carr? You know, people talk about Pro Bowls, right? Like this is one of Millen's big kind of bugaboos, yeah. pet peeves about Pro Bowls, how Derek Carr is a three-time Pro Bowler. You know how many times Derek Carr was an original Pro Bowler, by the way, and I'm not guess an alternate? Zero. Never. Never yeah. happened. He's 0 for 3. So he's only a Pro Bowler because the guys in front of him either couldn't play or didn't want to play, and now he's got 41 freaking million bucks a year. How much money is Russell Wilson going to be getting? When his contract's up in Denver, if he if he has a great year for Denver and has an MVP type year, I would not be surprised if he's making almost sixty million bucks. I think you're probably right about that. I, I'm kind of surprised that the Raiders went this route. I mean, I know they love him, but he was going to make nineteen million dollars this year. You could have franchised him for thirty the next year, and mm-hmm. you could have franchised him for forty the year after that. That's a three year contract for eighty nine million dollars. Right. I mean, you could have you could have gone that route and just did the did the one year at a time thing, well, the Kirk Cousins type. Okay, but when you say the franchise tag, that's based on today's numbers, right? Because if the numbers keep going up for quarterbacks, then the franchise tag right. number the goes pro- up. I'm just but looking at the would still the, be underneath what he'd right. make on the free agent market. That's the your projected point. franchise yeah. tag for 2023 is right, 30 for a right, quarterback, right. and the projected for the next year is 40. Well, I just think it. Look, I mean, it's the obvious thing that it shows you how valuable these guys are, and we had one and got rid of them. I mean, and I don't blame the Hawks because I don't think Russell Wilson wanted to be here. That's what I've been telling you guys from the start, that I think if if Russell's on the roster in 2022, it's because he wanted to be here, and if he's not, it's because he didn't. And I I, I still stand by that. I think yeah. this is all about Russell Wilson. I mean, you got to be nuts in this league to give up a quarterback like that if you've got one for how desperate teams are to get them. I mean, look what the freaking Browns did. The Browns just gave Deshaun Watson, who's being accused by how many women? Of misconduct, 19? like 20, whatever yeah. it is, $230 million guaranteed. They gave that guy guaranteed. Maybe the Browns are idiots and nobody else would have done the same deal the Browns did. That certainly is possible. But that's how desperate they are. When was the last time Cleveland even had a quarterback? Otto Graham? Right. Honestly. Ryan Seip. Uh, yeah, right. Don't you, don't you think, though, that Pete and John both, it would have been more of a bite-the-bullet type thing? What do you mean? To give him a four-year, 
$230 million contract than it would be like we're happily giving him a four-year $230 million yes, contract? Yes, I, I think they, they, they would have done it begrudgingly. That's yes, your point, right? Yes, absolutely. I, I think some of that would have been the case, but I also think that Pete Carroll at his age – knows his best chance of winning a championship is to have a franchise quarterback. And, hey, look, and I appreciate the optimism on Drew Locke, and I appreciate the optimism that some people have on Baker Mayfield. But there's a reason why these guys are available. There's a reason why the Browns went out and got Deshaun Watson. There's a reason why the Broncos gave up on Drew Locke and they decided to pay a guy $30 million more than what Drew Locke is yeah. supposed to make in 2022. So, guys, we got to admit, there's a really good – I mean, how long did they wait to find Russell Wilson in their franchise history? Like 40 years? Mm-hmm. There's a chance they could be waiting 20 years to find a guy like that. They could, but – Fortunately, this franchise has really had solid play at the quarterback position for a vast majority of the franchise's history. Really, the only time they didn't have solid play was the Ken Baring era when they had Rick Meyer and after that. I mean, that's really the only time they didn't have solid quarterback play. Yeah, but Russell Wilson's not a solid quarterback. He's a, that's right. He's a first-team All-Pro caliber player, and they havenven't. that's the guy I'm talking about, and that's first the First-team All-Pro caliber player? Ca- absolutely. Has caliber, he ever, yes. Has he ever made first-team or second? Second team, Alberta? Uh No, but he's still in that caliber of player when he's on, don't you think? Well, let's not piss on Russell Wilson because the guy's gone. He's a hell of a player. He hasn't played well in the last year or so for a variety of reasons. But, I mean, my God, Dick. He's top him, five. He's top five. I mean, we, right, and if he's top five in the NFL, then he's right there. As a first-team All-Pro caliber type guy. Well, I don't know if I, I've always thought of him as top five. I'm probably going to have to reassess now with like the Josh Allen's of the world coming in because yeah, I would yeah. much rather have Josh Allen at the same price than Russell. I don't Wilson. think anybody is denying that. I'm just saying this that we're splitting hairs yeah. here. Okay, I mean, again, you're doing it again. You're being literal, Lenny. You, 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 I mean, this is this is what you do. You and I, I, I think you do this, Anders. He does this on purpose to drive me nuts. No, I hold you to hold he, your feet. To he the he fire, literally, it's not holding my feet to the fire because you're talking about stuff that isn't even worth debating. Russell Wilson is, when he's on, is an unbelievable player, and you just said it yourself, is top five in the NFL. Both of us agree on that. There's no point in even arguing this. And they're not the, the, the idea that they're going to find another top five quarterback in the next, I don't know, give me a five or six years? Right. That's, I mean, are, are you relying on that? You think that's likely to happen? That they find another top five guy in the next five years before Pete Carroll's 75th birthday? I think it's, I think what's likely to happen, and the road that I'm hoping they take, is they find a quarterback that's good enough and cheap because they're getting him in the second, third, maybe even fourth round over the next two years where they can build around that guy and he can be and the sum of the parts can be what we need to do to get them deep into the playoffs. And that's what I'm hoping. I don't think they're going to find yeah. a future Hall of Fame quarterback in the mm-hmm. next three mm-hmm. years in the draft. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you need a future Hall of Fame quarterback. I think you need a good, a really solid quarterback that plays within the system okay. and you have no okay. weaknesses elsewhere because you're only paying your quarterback three or four right. million dollars. Well, that, but that's, that's also that's another big assumption that they'll have no weaknesses elsewhere, right? I mean, the reason why they had no weaknesses elsewhere is because they drafted really, really well. Right. And they went out and got a guy like Marshawn Lynch, who, I mean, I don't know. I, I just think this. I, I think you're being really optimistic about this football team and maybe overly optimistic. I, I, I think you're, being, you're painting a real pie-in-the-sky picture that I'm having a hard time going with you on. I think this team is going to be wallowing around for a while in the next maybe three or four seasons. I think the idea, and maybe I'm being too much the other way. Maybe I'm being too negative. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to call me on that, that's totally fine. But if you're literally, if you're sitting here, Dick, and you're telling me that the Seahawks don't need a superstar quarterback, that they need top 10, top 15 yeah. guy, whatever. Yeah. I mean, give me an example of a guy in the NFL that would be that Derek player. Carr. Derek Carr, okay. So you get Derek Carr, right? Then you better be a lead on defense. You better yeah. be elite running the ball, one or the other. I mean, the odds of them being elite on defense, they just fired their third offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator in like the last five or six seasons. They don't get picks. They don't turn the ball over. They don't get sacks. They way overpaid for Jamal Adams. I, I don't know, man. I just I don't share that optimism that you have that this defense can become elite that fast to 
take advantage of a football team that doesn't have a superstar quarterback. Well, I mean, I just I just look at the Cincinnati Bengals last year. I mean, mm-hmm. what were they ten and seven? Right, right. They were ten right. and seven. Right. They weren't elite in real. Where were yeah. they elite? They, they were they were elite when the playoffs began and okay. Joe Burrow began to play like a star. Okay. But I would also say if you're counting on that happening again, that's what you're counting on. Well, I'm looking you're counting at a on few the Hawks teams. going ten and seven and finding lightning in a bottle. And I'm, you're counting on big time parity in the NFL if you're counting on that is, as well. Which there is. And I I'm just looking at the, some of the teams that have made the Super Bowl the last few years, and there is a lot of them that haven't been elite. Do you think the San Francisco 49ers were elite when they almost beat the Kansas City Chiefs? Was that an elite football team? Uh I'd have to go back and look at their defense. I think their defense was pretty was the, good. Were the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles no. an elite no. football team when no. they won the Super Bowl? No, I mean, again, there's been a lot yeah, of teams yeah, because yeah. of this parity, everybody's gonna come down right, right. to that nine, ten. 11 win range and you're going to set yourself up if you do this right over the next couple of years. Hey, I think they're going to suck this year. All right. I mean, you talk about my optimism for the Seahawks. I think they're going to stink. And my optimism for Drew Locke is simply just give him a chance so we know beyond a shadow of a doubt yeah. in January of 2023 whether he's the answer or not. Because if you give him 16 starts and 575 attempts, and we will absolutely know then whether he's the guy or not. And then yeah, you can I'd move like forward to, with yeah, him or without him. Yeah, I'd like to bring in somebody else to challenge the guy. I, I, I don't think just handing the ball to Drew Locke and saying go is the way to go. I mean, even Pete Carroll disagrees with that because the guy wants to re-sign Geno Smith, right, to be his yeah. maybe starting quarterback. And I don't want Geno to be a starter. I don't want, I mean, I'd rather have Baker Mayfield than Geno Smith. I mean, I think you know what he's you have better. in Geno yeah, Smith. He's well, better. he's older and he's not as good. Right? And you know what you have. I mean, I, I thought he was, when he played for the Seahawks, those three games that Russell was out, I honestly thought that we'd see more out of Geno Smith. I thought he'd be better. I absolutely And he had that better. one, was it the Pittsburgh game, second half and overtime, where he was okay? Outside of that, it was like, eh, it just was really nothing there. Yeah. So and it was really I'd rather running take game my chance on a guy that's got maybe a bigger upside in, in, uh, in Baker Mayfield. And you're right, Pittsburgh game, they did run the ball. But I, I, I think that... If we are being totally honest with us, with, with ourselves, and we are trying to lay out the most possible, the, the, the absolute most likely scenario for this Seahawks football team is that Pete Carroll never reaches the Super Bowl ever again. He never reaches the NFC Championship ever again. And that the glory days of the Seahawks and Pete Carroll as their head coach are over. I, I would think bet. that's the most likely scenario. I would bet on that. But I also think that there's no reason that we can't expect 5 and 12 this year, 9 and 8 pushing for a playoff spot next year and 11 and 6 the year after that where you see a trend line heading back up towards that. I, I agree with you. I don't I mean I wouldn't put my house on Pete Carroll Ooh, ever yeah. making the Seahawks a Super Bowl team again, but I do I would put my money on Pete and John making them a playoff team again. Yeah. Well, there's seven teams in the playoffs. I mean, again, you got to you could be nine and eight and make the playoffs. So yeah, I totally get agree. in there and you can pop, man. Absolutely, just like should the be a playoff team. Uh, let's get a break. Uh, JT the Brick is going to join us at six p.m. and talk about why the Raiders just gave Derek Carr forty million bucks a year, and did they really give him forty million dollars a year? Uh, that's at six p.m. tonight, right here on Sports Radio ninety three point three KJRFM. Switch to FM with us. Seattle's only FM sports station is spreading our wings. Sports Radio 93.3 KJR-FM. Now back to Softy and Dick. All right, Anders in for Jackson Feltz. Apparently some folks on the text line think his name is Antlers, which I kind of like that better than Anders, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, is, is it short for Anderson? It is, Is yes. that right? So, I mean, what's what's the problem with Anderson? Like, what's the deal? Uh, it's just a little bit longer to say, I guess. Well, actually, my, my parents wanted me to be named Anders, like just Anders. Why not but, just name you Anders then? Yeah, but uh, <laughs> my great-grandfather, uh, his full name is Anderson, and my mom wanted to throw that in there for the uh, family's sake. So. Is that Dutch, Swedish? What is Anders? Anders is Swedish. So okay. like, if it okay. was just Anders, Anders, it would actually be Anders. Yeah. I, 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 you know what? It's funny. I, I, I brought this up looking for answers, and I'm more confused now than I was 30 seconds ago. <laughs> so your Just na- stick with it. It's too long. Your name is Anderson. Yep. But people call you Anders. Yes. Your parents wanted to name you Anders, but they named you Anderson. Yeah. The Anderson <laughs> is more for the namesake. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is going on over there? 
Huh? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. I like Anderson. I didn't it's, choose it's, it. It's it's, uh, it's a uh, it's a scholarly name. It makes it you sound smart, for God's sakes. I mean, you know, you're a you're a learned man. I mean, Anderson, Anderson Cooper, right? That's right. I mean, it's a, right. a, a lot of people. I mean, I don't know anybody else besides him. The Matrix, Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson, there you go. Absolutely. I'd forgotten Keanu about Reeves, there you go. Well, Anders is in for Jackson Feltz, who's overdoing the sounder thing against NYC FC on the uh, AM dial. We are right now, this very minute, we are only on FM radio. That's it. How about that That's in right. Seattle? We're going to go Jackson yeah. Feltz uh, rocking yes. on the 950 right you, now. You want to hear Jackson Feltz going crazy, losing his freaking mind, having a mangasm for the Sounders? It's over on 950 AM right now. So we played the clip earlier. Hey, let, let's do this again because it's a couple hours later. For those that missed it, let's start with number one here, Anders. Uh, Baker Mayfield on the YNK podcast. Did I get that right? Is it YNK? Yeah, you never know. There you go, because you never know. Uh, was asked about his next team who he's going to play for check this out where do you uh where do you think you're going to do you have any idea where you're going to land oh man if this would have been about a week and a half ago i would have said indianapolis um mm. seattle i mean probably be the most likely option mm. but even then I, and, no you, and where you're sitting you don't give a f- i just i'm ready for the next chapter right <laughs> so the guy kind of cut him off there because, yes. like I said to you earlier in the show, if you just see the quote on Twitter, it makes it sound like Baker Mayfield is convinced he's going to be a Seahawk. But the way he threw that out there, he doesn't even have any idea what the hell he's doing. No. Right? I, I mean, I think he's just guessing based upon looking at the rosters of all the teams. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm going to try to find it. I've got, the, I've got every starting quarterback in front of me right now. Okay. I'm going to try to find ones that are of the Drew Locke caliber or right around the Drew Locke caliber. All right. Mitch Trubisky, Ugh. Daniel Jones, Ugh. Zach Wilson. Ugh. I mean, I guess Mac – I don't think much of Mac Jones, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest with Davis Mills. Ugh. But most of those teams – Give me one more name so I can go uh, – uh, Justin Fields. Duh. Well, he might. Jared he might work Goff. Out. I basically yeah. just named the worst seven or eight starters in football, right, and right. Drew Locke certainly as as optimistic as you paint me, which is fine. I'd love to be optimistic about Drew Locke. As optimistic as you paint me, I still <laughs> would consider him one of the eight worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. Well, then what are we doing messing around with the guy? If we consider him one of the eight worst starting, because that's what he is right now. NFL. Right. But do we really think it's going to be different? He's honestly. only started 21 games. Okay. Well, 21 games. Yeah. I do not feel 21 games is enough to curse a man for his ex- entire existence okay. and say he is a terrible starter. All right. Well, nobody's cursing him. We don't have that kind of power. <laughs> but did you think that when he was in Denver? If I would have asked you the week before the Russell Wilson trade, do you think Drew Locke can go somewhere else? And he's played how many games again? 21. 20, started 21. Do you think he can go somewhere? If I would have asked you the week before the Russell Wilson deal, and come to you and said, hey, this guy Drew Locke in, in Denver, he's played 20 games. Do you think he can maybe be better than that if he takes off? And I mean, because I, I, I think we all would have said he stinks. I, I, I think we're having this opinion on Drew Locke because he plays for the Seahawks now. I think there's a phenomenon. What's the opinion, though? That he, that he's better than he is. I, I, if I would have, I don't asked, have the opinion he's better than he is. I right, just want to see. No, no, no. But your, your point is that you, you are, you are giving him an avenue to be better that I don't think you would have even given him before he was traded. Well, that's what but I that's think. That's exactly what you I did think, earlier with Baker Mayfield. I, you said give him a shot. He might be better than he was in Cleveland. Right. And that's what I'm saying about Drew. But Locke. I think Baker Mayfield was better than Drew Locke. That's why. He is, but you know that the ceiling of Baker Mayfield is very limited. I, I think it's higher than Drew Locke. I think the it's ceiling? absolutely. Yes, absolutely higher than Drew Locke. Uh, well, I don't know if I do. Baker Mayfield threw 28 picks two years ago, or 28 touchdowns and had like nine interceptions two years ago. Baker Mayfield had a passer is, rating of 95 with a completion percentage of 64. And, and, and he took a team to the playoffs. Drew Locke's never done anything like that in Denver. I, I would agree he's more accomplished. I would agree right this second he gives you a better chance to win than Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that Drew Locke can't get to where Baker Mayfield is now or oh, even better. Oh, wow. Oh, you really like Baker Mayfield. I, it's not about that. It's about Drew Locke. I, I don't think Drew Locke is – I think he's just a guy. I, I think he he's, might be. He's a backup quarterback in the NFL. And I think, again, there's this phenomenon that goes on. And, hey, you know, there's going to be exceptions to every rule, and every now and then somebody will be proven wrong and they'll break the mold. Um, but I think there's a phenomenon that happens in sports when a guy plays for your f- favorite team, all of a sudden he's much better. He's much better. 
because now he's on your roster. Oh, look, let's look at the positives now. Let's ignore all the other crap and let's 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 over focus on the positives. I, I think Drew Lock. I don't think there's any chance in hell that Drew Locke is the next answer at quarterback in Seattle long term. I think he's had plenty of time to show what he can do. Now, in his defense, he's had six, six different offensive coordinators in mm-hmm. seven years. Things have been tough for him. That's right. There's no question about that. But I also believe that we kind of know what we got with this guy. Well, that's I, our only I, disagreement, I, I think, that. Is, is that I still see a lot – I see more meat on the potential bone than you do. That's, the, that's our only disagreement. Well, I'm not saying yeah. he's great. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. I don't know. I, I, would, I, I think there's more meat with Baker Mayfield than there is with Drew Locke. If you're, if you're asking me right now, you have to if, – if the money's equal, which it's not, but if the money's equal and you have to commit to both guys, either guy right now for three years, I'm taking Baker over Drew Locke ten times out of ten. Oh, for three years? Ten times out of Well, 10. at least you have a baseline with Baker that yeah. you know th- yeah. that you're not going to get terrible performance right. if you have him for three years. Well, I want to. There, there, there's another clip from Baker that I want to play in the next segment where mm-hmm. he's talking about feeling disrespected by the Browns, and I'm like, dude, they went out and got Deshaun Watson. It's not like they got rid of you for, I don't know. <laughs> Daniel Jones. Exactly. <laughs> right. Or some Drew other Lock. <laughs> they got a top five quarterback in the NFL when he's healthy. So we'll talk about that next segment. JT the Brick is going to – yeah, there's there you go, Drew Locke. That's JT right. the Brick is going to join us next and talk about Derek Carr and his fat contract. He's making $40 bucks a year. Can you wow. believe that? Next on Softy and Dick on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now from the Star Rentals Sports Desk, your 93.3 KJRFM Sports Headlines. Yeah, buddy. Here we go. Headlines on a Wednesday night right here on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. Brought to you by our friends at VenueKings.com. No one likes a big pole more than Sonny. That's right, baby. You like uh, opening day? You want to go see the M's on opening day? Are you going to opening day? You no, better. No, I don't think I'm going Well, to jump on the web, buy tickets at VenueKings.com. I'll give you a code for a discount. It's softy at checkout at VenueKings.com. <laughs> NBA basketball play-in games underway. Uh, the Nets in Minnesota moving on yesterday. Brooklyn will play Boston. The Nets will play Memphis in the first round. Nate McMillan and the Hawks all over the Hornets. 101-75 late third quarter in that game. San Antonio at New Orleans coming up at 630 in the other play-in game. The Raiders have signed Derek Carr, three-year extension worth $121.5 million. Could tie him to the team through 2025. Our man JT the Brick is going to tell us why they would pay him $41 million a year. And the favorite baseball team of our next guest, the New York Yankees are tied with the Blue Jays, 3-3, bottom six from the Bronx. Nationals took out the Braves today, 3-1 in Atlanta. Pirates all over the Cubs, 6-2 from Pittsburgh. Guardians hammer the Reds, 7-3, and the Mets all over the Phillies, 9-6. Boston gets by the Tigers, 9-7. And the Mariners have announced they'll make a $55 million investment in upgrades to T-Mobile Park, including removing an old press box and replacing it with premium seating. They will do a complete upgrade to the Diamond Club. You don't say. How about upgrade the offense? I'm not kidding you. You're going to spend 55 million bucks on the stadium? That's fair. Why don't you spend 40 of that on a couple of, give Carlos Correa one year four. What the hell are we doing here? Are you kidding me? Dodgers uh, uh, twins today. Clayton Kershaw was yanked after seven with a perfect game and 80 pitches. Uh, Dave Roberts said he and Clayton before the seventh inning agreed they would stick to the 80 to 85 pitch count. All right, joining us right now on the radio program. He's in Vegas, works for the Raiders, watching the Yankees. I remember one time JT the Brick was on his, I think it was on your Fox show, and he said, if the Yankees ever leave the Bronx, I'm done. I'm done. So thank God for him. They moved across the street from the old stadium and not out of the Bronx. JT the Brick is with us on the year. How are you, man? 
Good. It's still a dump. I can't believe that the greatest franchise in North American sports history plays in the Bronx. We got to take the Ford train to go, and they don't play yeah. in Manhattan. Yeah. Where they could be on the rail yards, so and you can come out of Manhattan and go and walk to Central Park. But that's a conversation for a different day. Well, I saw somebody tweet the other day. Uh, our our buddy uh, Davis Sue was out there. And he's like, oh, this is a cathedral. I was like, dude, what are you talking about? That place opened up like 13 years ago. It's not a cathedral. The place across the street, JT, was a cathedral. Yeah, I'm already ranting about it. I did it this year when they started off. They lost a game two nights ago in the bottom of the ninth. Judge Stanton and Gallo all struck out. All they do is strike out. I know that they play Boston. They're playing well with Toronto. This team drives me nuts because they just strike out, swing for home runs and doubles. They're good for a double home run or a strikeout, and they never change. Well, I love it, man. At least you uh, you guys have a shot, and we'll see if the M's have a shot this year. But JT the Brick is with us on the air. So we saw the story this morning, and I think a lot of us have the same reaction. Derek Carr's getting $41 bucks a year. Wow. I mean, he, he's been a pro bowler, but never a first-team pro bowler, always an alternate. Is he worth the money? Were you surprised by the contract? I'm not surprised by it because the Raiders really had no choice. They brought in Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler from the Patriots. The Patriot way has come west. Raiders won 10 games last year. And as you guys know, Carr never really had a roster. His best receiver maybe of his entire career coming into this upcoming season was Michael Crabtree. I mean, they didn't have a lot around him. He's been to a lot of head coaches, four offensive coordinators going into year nine. So there hasn't been a lot of stability. The defense hasn't been great. They made the transition from Oakland to Vegas. The revenue in Vegas has exploded through the roof. And they weren't going to go backwards, so that's the market for him. If you add in the 19.5 to $20 million this year, which includes this year over the next four years, it's a little bit less than that. And I think that's what he's worth. I mean, could they have gotten him for cheaper? I interviewed him today exclusively, and he told me that he wanted to make sure he took what was fair, took a little bit less so they could get Devontae Adams, so they can sign Hunter Renfro, so they can extend Max Crosby. And, guys, they brought in Chandler Jones who's led the NFL, the entire league in sacks since 2012. Now it's 2022. That's 10 years. So they got a bunch of all-star pro bowlers on both sides of the ball, and they can't afford to go backwards in Vegas as they're building this brand here. Well, JT, there was talk, there is talk in Baltimore about the uh, franchise tag with Lamar Jackson. Was there talk about, hey, let's just pay Derek Carr and his $19 million he's owned this year and then uh, franchise him for $30 million next year? Yeah, I don't think that, well, I think the franchise would have been much higher than $30 million, so that would have been an issue. They wanted to do something, Dick, that was cap-friendly, so this was the way they can do that and spread okay. out the bonus and what they're going to do and all the language comes out on it. But look, Carr, Carr's one of four quarterbacks for four years over 4,000 yards that include Brady and include some pretty good names like Aaron Rodgers. The guy puts up yards, and finally the Raiders last year won four games in a row to make it into the playoffs after Henry Ruggs killed an innocent woman. Damon Arnett, their first-round pick, was brandishing guns. Uh, John Gruden got ambushed by the league, not supporting what the email said, but you want to talk about a bombshell story which is developing I can tell you with that the way they ran Gruden out of the league they had an interim head coach and they won 10 games and then in the division you got Justin Herbert your guy Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes so if the Raiders want to stay in this arms race they had to load up and I think they loaded up big they won the offseason and we all know winning the offseason is not that big of a deal but what an offseason for the silver and black yeah no doubt I mean good for Derek Carr I I, I just never thought of him as being what the fifth or sixth guy ever in the history of the league to make 40 million bucks it's Rodgers Watson Mahomes Allen Stafford and Dak so he's actually the seventh player ever but here's the problem I got with the Josh McDaniels hire Bill Belichick has not had one one assistant coach do jack squat as a head coach in the NFL. Why is this guy going to be different? That's fair because he's the only coach in the history in the history of the NFL dating back to leather helmets that have won six Super Bowls calling plays or been in the room as the quarterback coach or the offensive coordinator. He's got to be different when he went to Denver. That was over a decade ago. He was a kid. It didn't work out well, and now he waited, 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 and waited for an opportunity like this. You make a great point, Softy. The Belichick tree is very vast of guys who haven't achieved greatness, but 
They've been good coaches, and the majority of them, as you know, take jobs and leave Belichick of teams that have four or five wins and are bottom dwellers. We're talking about a guy who's taken over a 10-win team that has some really good players locked up. And I'm telling you, you guys know this because I've seen it up close in Seattle with the baseball stadium, which they're not using the revenue correctly, nor do they have the revenue that they're getting from that amazing football experience in Seattle. When you have this extra money now that they didn't have in Oakland, they can go get players and they don't have to worry about it. They can pay for it. They have the cash flow. And most importantly here, a lot is to be said about coming to Nevada with no state taxes. Devontae Adams took less money than he would have gotten in Green Bay, and he'll make up a lot of it by not paying state taxes here, and that has something to do with it. Finally, the Raiders are recruiting people to Vegas, which was really a big part of how they recruit you guys to come here. You come here for a big fight. You'll come here for a big event, a bachelor party, a concert. We need to recruit people to come play here for a lot of reasons and and because they want to play for this franchise, and it's finally starting to happen. You mentioned the arms race in the AFC West. It's similar to the the way we thought about the NFC West 12 months ago, but uh, where do you think the Raiders are in that hierarchy in that division right now? Great question. Well, here's the facts, not not fiction. Here are the facts. The Raiders beat the Denver Broncos the last four times they played them, and it's the reason why Fangio got fired. He got out because that Raiders got in their head. He could have lost to Kansas City all he wanted. He would have kept his job. He got fired. The Chargers, the Raiders knocked the Chargers out of the playoffs the last regular season game. It's a miracle the Chargers weren't in the playoffs. You watch some of these national sports radio shows, and they tell you they're the best team in football. So Raiders went to the playoffs last year. Denver and the Chargers didn't. The Raiders' win total in Vegas is 8.5. The Chargers and Denver is 10. This team gets no respect. They get beaten down to the curb. They get mocked all the time. And now they're not going to let that happen anymore. So everybody can fall in love. And I love Russell Wilson. I've come on with you guys for a long time. I think he is a great player. And Herbert's incredible. Best quarterback I've seen live the last three years, Justin Herbert. But the Raiders now match up well, and they'll compete with them, and they beat them both last year. Yeah. All right, before you go, uh, paint this picture for us. Uh, Pete Carroll and uh, the rest of his days in Seattle, whether it's three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, he coaches till he's 90, coaches till he's 80, whatever. Just think in your mind's eye of how much longer Pete Carroll has in Seattle. Uh, The greatest level he will reach starting now. The rest of the way is what? Super Bowl, conference title game, playoffs, uh, 500, you know, nine and eight, eight and nine. What, 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 what is the, the top of the mountain the rest of the way for Pete Carroll on your mind? That beautiful jet airliner is circling, circling Seattle now. It's going past the beautiful sights of Seattle. It's ready to come in for a landing, guys. It's about to come into a 500 landing. Maybe, maybe one more run if they give them two, three more years. Maybe a wild card run I see at best. Mm. But give them a statue retire his name, put him in the ring of honor, and thank him for taking that city and that program to greatness. There should have been two Super Bowls. There was an interception at the goal line, which was inexcusable. That should have been two Super Bowls in a decade for a franchise that achieved greatness. A lot of it had to do with Pete Carroll and his regime, competition Thursdays, what he brought to the 12s, that unbelievable experience in Seattle. Everybody should thank him for what he's done, but it's not a lifetime deal. I'd give him this year, and that's about it. And if you want to let him do a victory lap the following year because he convinces everybody he can win with that team, two years max. All right, man. Great stuff. Enjoy it. We'll talk down the road, buddy. Thanks, Thanks, pal. Take care, guys. So long. Appreciate it. JT the Brick with us, who basically is saying in his mind it's kind of over here in Seattle. So we'll see. I mean, I, I disagree with him on giving him the one year. I think he gets a couple of years at least to kind of climb out of this and see what happens. You know, I think we all expect like you to have a six and 11 type yeah. year this season. Yeah. And then, all right, then let's see what happens in 2023. But if they roll another year like that out, you know, but here's the problem. I don't know who makes that call. Right? Like, who's the person? Is, is Jody Allen really going to make the decision to fire Pete Carroll? Is Burt Cold going to make that call? I think Pete Carroll runs the whole freaking show over there. Honestly. I mean, I don't know if Jody Allen has the wherewithal or the interest to fire Pete Carroll. I don't even know if Jody Allen's going to own the damn football team in two years right. from now. There's rumors she might be selling the Blazers for crying out loud. So, I, I kind of feel right now 
and I'm trying to come up with a better term for it, that Carol's kind of the inmate running the asylum. And I feel like today, unless I see something different, Nick, that it's kind of up to him when he walks away. Well, the owner of the team, whoever it is, will fire Pete Carroll if he puts in three, five, and 12 seasons. Oh, three I mean, of them for sure. There's no question. Right. And right. there's probably no question that if he puts together two, five, and 12 seasons I in don't a know. Row, I don't know. He's gone. But, well, but, but why? Know. Okay. Yeah. So if you don't, don't think the owner has the wherewithal to fire him after two seasons, why yeah. would you? Why yeah. did you just say no question they fire him after? Well, three because seasons? I think after three seasons, I think then the fan base is starting to kind of dissipate a little bit. You're losing money, you know. The the interest is waning, things like that. You start to hear from other people. I don't know. I I I don't know Jody Allen at all. We don't have any track record on Jody Allen whatsoever. We had a track record for Paul Allen, both with the Blazers and with the Seahawks. And there's data to point out when Paul Allen is ready to pull the trigger. He had a guy like Todd Lywicki after one year of Jim Mora telling him this isn't working. You have to fire the guy. And that guy is now Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, in essence, is Jim Mora and Todd Lywicki at the same time, right? He's the highest-ranking football uh, official, and he's the head coach. I, I don't know... Who's in Jody Allen's ear besides Pete Carroll? Honestly, who is it? I mean, I just think it's a little unfair to paint Jody Allen as weekend of Bernie's. That she's just got sunglasses on and they're propping her up. But in okay, a but chair. well, but I'm not saying she's dead. That's what. That's <laughs> but that's I'm not kind of. The, I mean, you're you're kind of saying she's a puppet to Pete Carroll. Okay, kind of okay. saying. Tell me differently. Based She's on what? She's the owner of the team. Go ahead. Based on what, though? What what move has she made that shows you anything different? What 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 move has she made that shows you that Pete Carroll is not running the entire show over what there? What move in the short amount of time she's been the owner okay. should she have made? She's done nothing though. She she she's had no press conferences. She's never addressed the media. Well, I, I have no idea what her that. voice sounds like. She has no public persona whatsoever. I mean, I got no idea. She could be an incredible owner for all I know. She could also be a disaster for all I know, and she could be checked out. I mean, look, I'm not going to take it literally. I, mean, I, I, I understand what you're saying, that from an ownership perspective, it's not really a big deal to her, that this is more of a toy and maybe an investment. Does she have the passion for this that her brother had? Her brother had incredible passion for Blazer basketball, right? Her brother mm-hmm. had incredible passion for Seahawks football. And maybe she does too, but I haven't seen it. Right. I got no idea what I, she's all about. I think she should get out there more. I don't think there's any question about that. But I just think it's a little dangerous to assume that she doesn't have passion just because we haven't heard from her. Well, but until I see it, I don't I don't know what other opinion I can have. I don't know what her take is on this whole thing, right? I mean, we've seen owners that are out there. We've seen owners that absolutely have a drive to win and a drive to be unbelievable, and a drive to take a franchise to the top of the mountain. The only thing that we've heard about Jody Allen is that she might be selling the damn thing. That's all we've heard about Jody Allen. There's been no indication that Jody Allen wants to hang on, hang on to this thing long term and make this her life, right, and make mm-hmm. this a real passion project the way it was for Paul. And look, Paul had other stuff too. He did. He had other projects, right? As you know, besides the Seahawks and Blazers. Sure. But man, it was crystal freaking clear in the twenty plus years, whatever it was, that Paul Allen owned the Blazers and the Seahawks. That he was a guy that absolutely wanted to win and would do whatever it took to win. Now, obviously, he didn't get that done in Portland, right? But he got it done in Seattle. Look at the freaking playoff appearances they had before Paul and after Paul. Right. Totally different right. franchise no since it. Paul Allen took over. So I, I just think this, Dick, uh, about Jody, that I don't know of anything that she's done that we have heard about, that we have seen, that shows me that she has interest in owning this team long term and the buck stops with her. And if things aren't going well and they're not performing up to her standards, whatever they are, that she's going to make a change and fire a guy like Pete freaking Carroll, mm-hmm. who's been here for 11 years and brought them the only championship in franchise history. Well, I think she'll give him a long leash. I don't Oof. think there's any question about that. I agree that, with that. But I don't, yeah. think, I, I don't think she just blindly lets him play out the last four years in his contract, regardless of how he does. I, I, I'm just, yeah, I mean, I'm curious. I'm curious to see how long this goes, you know, and I'm curious to see how I'm more curious Dick to be totally honest with you about how long Pete Carroll wants to do it if things aren't going well 
you know, that he may just say, hey, you know what, we tried, it's not working, why would I want to be here and lose 10, 11 games a year when I got out of USC to mm-hmm. avoid doing the same damn thing in Southern California? Would you even want him I upstairs got grandkids. if he didn't want to coach anymore? Would uh, you even want him upstairs where what, you say, you know what, what let's role? just... What role? President? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You would? I mean, I think Pete Carroll is an unbelievable motivator. I think Pete Carroll is an unbelievable leader. He's a great CEO. And if you're telling me that you can have Pete Carroll as a part of the franchise, I would take that. Yes. He doesn't motivate anybody as the president, though, at least not players. He could totally motivate people. I mean, did Todd Lywicki not motivate people? I'm just talking about players. I don't think Todd Lywicki motivated players. I think he motivated his employees. But it's from the top down, though, right? Right. He can start a system. Yeah. He can can create a culture. Absolutely. I mean, he's, he's already done that, right? Yeah, hasn't Pete Carroll already already created an unbelievable culture with the Seahawks? And obviously it's taken a, little, a, a bit of a bump. But to answer your question, do I want Pete Carroll helping to establish or establishing the culture in Seattle from the top down? Basically doing what he's doing now, but not coaching the football team. Does he cast absolutely? I would shadow though yeah. for the next head coach. Uh maybe. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that would be an absolute concern that with him there, that maybe that guy's going to have a hard time. You know, does he get out of the way? Right. Um, does he look over the guy's shoulder? Totally. Uh, Mike Florio, by the way, is going to join us next on Sports Radio ninety three three KJRFM. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.